The Wings Over New Zealand show is brought to you in association with the Wings Over New Zealand Aviation Forum, New Zealand's number one aviation discussion forum online. There you'll find discussion on all aspects of New Zealand aviation, from history to current affairs and thousands of photos covering the Royal New Zealand Air Force, airlines, general aviation, warbird restorations, air show news, sport aviation, home building, gliding, aviation media and much, much more. You'll be in good company with other aviation enthusiasts, including pilots, engineers, warbird owners and restorers, historians and authors, modelers, aviation photographers and many others. Sign up to the Wings Over New Zealand community now. It's free and easy. Just Google Wings Over New Zealand and you'll find the forum. Hi, it's Matt Jolly from warbirdradio.com. Listen, I am thrilled to have Dave Homewood as part of our broadcast family and bring your stories, the stories of the RNZAF, heard right here on Wings Over New Zealand to our global audience. Thanks for listening. I hope to hear from you sometime at warbirdradio.com. G'day, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. And we're from Plane Crazy Down Under, Australia's aviation show. And you can find us at planecrazydownunder.com. We reckon for the best coverage of the Kiwi Warbird restoration and aviation scene, you can't go past Dave Homewood and the Wings Over New Zealand show. On you, Dave. Yeah, good on you, mate. Yeah, we've got to get to New Zealand soon. Where is that anyway? Well, it's where I grew up. I thought that was Brisbane. The Wings Over New Zealand show would like to acknowledge the great support it's had from Fly DC3. You can fly back in time with Fly DC3 from Ardmore Airport, charter the DC3 Dakota and fly into the past. It's an experience you'll never forget. Fly DC3. Go to www.flydc3.co.nz Welcome to the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Homewood. My full name is Douglas Eric McElwain. Uh, I was born in Wanganui, worked in a bank, hated every moment of it. The war came along and I enlisted, much to the horror of the bank. And uh, anyhow, I, I went into... Um, an air training corps a part of it yeah. and we had drill and discipline and all that sort of thing and uh, I started to like it I thought this is this is pretty good this yeah. is this is me and um, others were running for cover in, in that they they didn't want to get tangled up with flying that was done Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me, uh, things we do. So, uh, anyhow, <laughs> I I um, submitted a, a, an admission, you know, form, yep. and uh, it came back, and they wanted to know all the details and height, weight, so and so. And um, I said, I want to do a, 
the ground training course that they did with the local tech. Right. And boy, was it good. Okay. I was so... Imp I went to a private school in, in uh, Whanganui, uh, Whanganui Collegiate. Oh, yes, yep. yeah. And um, <clears throat> you see, I, I speak with a slight plum. I, I can't help it. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, I went to, with a gifted uh, teacher from the Whanganui Tech. I, I've never remembered his name, but he was gifted. He he gave us uh, aeronautical uh, instructions yep. on on uh, construction of planes and what they do it and why and what the reaction is when you do so this and if you put it up there you get a reaction this way and then you go go this way and so on. Uh, and he really put us on the road. Um, I've been forever grateful for the poor man, I, and I can't remember his name. Right. He was a gifted uh, tutor. So, anyhow, uh, I asked if I could do a, a few of these papers that they sent, examination papers and things of that nature. Uh, and um, yes, I found that I understood everything, you know, all that most things. Yes. Yeah. And uh, the these were sent to uh, the the uh, air training corps, but uh, I don't know whether it was Palmerston North or Wellington. Yeah. But both came into it. You'd go away, there would be corrected uh, suggestions. No, you wouldn't do that. And, uh, what would happen if it was snowing outside? <laughs> what was the effect? <laughs> All this sort of thing, you yep, see? Yep. So, uh, having got that going, um, I... I um, I had to do some drill and discipline, dis disciplinary stuff with some local blokes who were elderly and had been in the war before, and um, all was well. Um, the Air Force said, uh, "We can take you at the at this particular time." Yep. So I. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which was the fastest, signing the bloody thing or telling the bank to go and get stuffed. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I went to the bank and, and said, I'm sorry, I've, I've enlisted and I'm, I'm going into the Air Force. Oh, they were astounded. <laughs> <laughs> I was a silly, stupid, dumb <laughs> junior to them, you see. Yeah. So, what are we going to do? Well, I said, you're going to have to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I have a lot of fun like that. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I did all the, all the forms. I had a medical in Wanganui. Uh, they went back and they wanted some references. They were fussy, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, no, it was enlisting. But that's what they wanted to know. Yep. And later on, I realized why they wanted to know it. Because I, I did about uh, three or four years, you know, instructing. And you got into a blokes in that time. You, you knew exactly what was going on. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was accepted. I was shot off, first of all, uh, herded like bloody sheep in a pen <laughs> at New Plymouth. Yep. New Plymouth had a had a, a an airfield, which was really a bit of a joke. And I joined a list of about uh, oh about 300 people there. Uh, some women, men, elderly men, young men, and we did physical exercises at the double. Everything was done at the double. Did you have that? Yes, I did, yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> you got fit, didn't you? Yeah, that's for sure. So, uh, anyhow, uh, I went... Um, I went with the herd and I had to do a an exercise a written exercise uh, in the in the barracks where I was situated it wasn't very long and it was all about why do you want to join the air force did you join the air force what are you doing what's your best subject you know all that sort of stuff yeah and uh, then they gave us uh, some classes, uh, daylight classes, um, and we 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 did very well there. We, we weren't there for very long, but we did a lot of lot of work. Okay. Uh, and well, we were so good that uh, one of our blokes who who was older than the rest of us? He must have been about um, oh, he must have been about forty. Yeah. Uh, the the air force got him and went, gong, and he 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 joined the air force like that. Right. They they didn't give him any examination or oh, a little bit, but um, they were off on those. Uh, they were flying those dreadful Anson things. Oh, you know? yes, yes, yeah. Oh, God. You, you could hear the blood things. They <laughs> were terrible. And he, he had, uh, they had taken him in. He, I know what it was. He was very good at radio work. Right. 
and he would go off with an instructor, you see. Anyhow, he had been doing that uh, around Mount Egmont. And we were doing physical exercise down below. And, and uh, one night there was an alarm. And he'd gone into the mountain. Oh, right. He he wasn't flying, of course, because he, he was just, just purely a, you know, a, a bloke in there to try and, and see where they were. Yeah, yeah. And they were both killed. And the the people that went up to, to get this slow bloody airplane, it was a slow thing. I, I think it would have hit the ground at somewhere around about 40 miles an hour. Right. And uh, <laughs> when it hit the damn thing, uh, they, they were locked in together these two chaps the pilot and uh, this man that we knew and they were fighting each other oh they were fighting each other and the reason was that the that our bloke reckoned apparently that you shouldn't go that way they worked it out that yep. that's what had happened and they were fighting Obviously, our bloke was right, and the 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 pilot was wrong. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was an exercise that stuck in my mind. You know. Anyhow, it stuck in my mind, and and the other blokes too. So I said. To black say, you know, this this could be dangerous, <laughs> and it wasn't very well received. Right. Anyhow, <laughs> isn't it funny how I can just about recall everything that was said? Yeah, yeah. And that was nineteen forty-three. Right. Yeah, nineteen forty-two, forty-three. Doesn't matter. So, the next, <laughs> the next thing that happened, we went off and we, we were given exercises in, in mental arithmetic. Did you have those? Uh, yeah, I think we did, yeah. yeah. Well, they, 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 I don't think they had anything else to give us, actually. <laughs> but we became particularly good. Well, I thought so. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Very clever. <laughs> so then one day there was examination and apparently it, it was it was just just a jack up thing the paperwork and um, within about two or three days um, I was off to Red work. Yep. And uh, I was shunted off. Some some blokes were, were were ditched, and some were were put into the army. I would say about um, 
if we had 200 people in our lot, I would say about 100 and 112 went to Rotorua. Okay. And Rotorua at that time had been completely overtaken by the Air Force. Yep. All the shops, or most of the shops, except the basic shops like the, the baker and the butcher and people like that, they remained. The, the rest of it, we were drawn up in our squads and we had to march left, right, left, right, left, right through Rotorua and you'd see, see, see about a hundred blokes coming down here and they would, they would, um, they had the, the, the sergeants had the, um, the list of where they go and he'd read out where they went because they had lectures on engineering and navigation and all this sort of stuff. Okay. Very good. And they gave you examinations and they were already tossing the uh, inefficient out the door. Right, right. So, do you know anything about Rotorua? Oh, a little bit, yeah. Hmm. yeah. You know the hotel that advertises a lot as the best thing Rotorua has ever seen in its life? Is that the, uh, the old one on the corner yep. by the park? Yep. Yeah. That became our home. Oh, right. And I can remember <laughs> when we first went there, we had to, we went upstairs. No, we didn't. We were downstairs. And we all had to strip, clothes, get our clothing, fold it this way, and we'd shuffle along, and there were bloody wolves. <laughs> no, and they were doing all the me. Asking the questions. <laughs> and apparently, it was quite deliberate. Well, it was quite deliberate. And we were embarrassed as hell. Yeah. But the wives didn't give a damn. So. <laughs> I've never forgotten that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was cheeky. Anyhow, we then uh, they would they would take all our records, uh, and they would uh, they then said, "Righto, now you go into room so and so, you go into room there so and so, and you are now going to go to this hotel because they don't they'd taken all the hotels in Rotorua right. as." Um, lectures and people stayed in there and then they, all the recreation areas around had um, great big um, tents on them and they were converted 
in that cold climate in the winter, yeah. they, that, they were converted into lecture places. The, ho the main hotels ha had every room was Air Force. Right. The need for Air Force people was paramount. They got everything there. Yeah. And um, the Air Force uh, were as tough as one thing with us. They, they didn't want anything and there was a steady trickle you're going you're going to so and so and so and so and so, and so. poor buggers anyhow I managed to get through a lot <laughs> so uh, ah. in Rotorua in Rotorua uh, the um you're living in the hotels yes what was the food situation was there one mess or did you eat in the hotels no we, we ate in the hotels right so the hotel staff became yeah, that's um, right. Part, part of the Air Force. All oh, right. And for the, for lectures, we we formed up into platoons uh, in the morning, and as we went past the, because we didn't know the the location of these things, we would go out, and the, the, the corporals that were were taking the whole thing would say, "Okay, uh, got a list." Uh, McIlwain, Johnson, Smith, and and uh, trickle pits, and uh, in, into this place over here. They had the number on it. You see. Yep. Uh, we we will collect you in about oh, an hour or something. Right. And uh, you would, they would then keep on going, and they'd be dropping people off all the way round. And this was all round all around the business area of Rotorua. Wow. People have forgotten all about it. Yeah, yeah. And it was a very interesting exercise. We had to left, right, left, right, left, right, no nonsense. Um, and uh, Jones, Smith, Robertson and McElwain, right, under complete control all the time. Must have taken some organisation. Well, I've always admired the organisation. Yeah. I, I thought it was a first-class thing. I'd come from a bank which was bloody ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, you know, they were still there when I came out with my officer's uniform on and they must have pissed blood. <laughs> I enjoyed that because <laughs> the bank gave their 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 juniors hell. Yeah, you were wretched. Yeah. So anyhow, so we went round there, and it was uh, navigation, map reading, uh, engineering, everything, and some of the tents that we had to go to just had canvas on the floor and of course it, it was freezing outside. Yeah. Road Rua can be like that. Yeah. Anyhow, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so in the meantime we had medicals, uh, 
and you know they were really complete um, swinging on great big ladders until testing for vertigo oh right yeah. you know all the this sort of thing and uh, compression chambers oh so they had one of those there oh yes oh, they right. had they had everything okay it appears it appeared later on the reason was that they were this Rotorua like the reason they'd taken the whole of Rotorua up was that the trains came right up to the door you get the idea yeah, yeah. so there would be a muster in Auckland of people for Rotorua yep and that as it went down there was an it, it would be put on the side and they would go to Hamilton and they would collect their lot that were going and there was a full train when we got to Rotorua and when the train left it had a full muster of people who were either failures or successful right wasn't it a good system yeah yeah it sounds great you know people don't know that that existed it's quite amazing that it was also ad hoc because they had to build yeah, this so quickly. That's right. It's great, eh? Yeah, we had great big tents, tents. Uh, there'd be a, one in particular there would be about all in this area and here, and it was a big tent. Yeah. And we uh, got fed in there. We had uh, tables. Oh. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got fed from there. They would march us to the hotels who had prepared meals for us, and we got good meals from them. Right. It appears later on, or it appeared later on, that the reason that they were so careful with us was they didn't want to lose a man. They were desperate for people who could could qualify for for the the minimum standard. Right. Well, we had exam after exam after exam. We had to swim in the baths. We had to hold our breath. We, there were some quite primitive things they got us to do. Yep. Uh, and we went into the, the those warm springs there that were up by the hotels, and they would we, we would have to have uh, jackets around, and uh, oh, I don't know why, why that that was, but anyhow, we 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 weren't allowed to freeze swim. We had to do what they wanted, right. so that's okay. Well, the examinations were quite interesting. We would march around, and the warrant officer or something would have a list, and he'd say, "Righto, Jackson, Robertson, Smith, Jones, and and uh, uh, how do you spell this bloody name, Macquarie?" <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we would march off, and the, 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 there was a, an examination room 
there, and a couple of of, uh, of I suppose they would have been sergeants or corporals or something. Anyhow, they were the uh, I don't I forget what they call those people now. There's a special name, but they they checked everything that we did. They reported everything. We 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 didn't have any freedom at all. It was work, 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 work. The, the final examinations that we had were tough. Oh, they were tough. Physical exercise, man, you knew what you were having to do. But maths, uh, English, just like being at school. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Anyhow, final day came when everybody of this intake cleared out to their elected areas. Yep. This is an interesting exercise. We had to wait at our hotels. We would get, we would go off and uh, have a cup of tea or do something like that. And we were waiting for the trains to be filled. And, and as people qualified and they were checked and double checked, uh, off they went. But I wasn't amongst them. And finally a, a bloke came along, back uh, away, <laughs> yes, you're not going. No, you're going to Auckland to a medical. Oh, shit. <laughs> you can imagine the feeling. Yeah. The, and the, the train was, was there. It went up regular as clockwork every day. So <clears throat> I didn't mind the train journey. But what the hell was I going up there for? Mm. Yeah. Well, you're going to have an eye examination. You've got eye trouble. Right. So, I went up to, to Auckland, right down the Victoria Street or whatever the main, what is the main uh, street? Queen Street. Queen Street, that's right. And there was a branch that went to the right. Uh, and I went up to the second floor and I met a charming German. Right. This is, you know, this was all, this shook me. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a very charming German. And he said, well, I, I uh, didn't like the way that the, the Germany was being run. They were not for the people. So I cleared out before the damage was done. Right. He said, and... Uh, he said, I'm so pleased I've done it. He said, I, I couldn't exist. Yep. So he said, now, anyhow, they, they tell me you can't see. He was, he was quite blunt. Yep. I said, of course I can see, sir. <laughs> 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 ah, he said, well, well, read that. 
Yes, I read it. I came out and read that one. Of course you can see, he said. Past. <laughs> <laughs> now, he said. He put the gadgets on, you know. He said, you have a form of astigma. And he said, it's, it's, it's a very minor one. But he said, if you get somebody who's a bit fussy and finicky, they'll pull you up as I have pulled you up, and they'll want to know what you do. Yep. And what you don't do and what you can't do. Now he said, you've come in to join the Air Force. Well, I'm going to let you join the Air Force. And he said, when you get posted around the, the various uh, aerodromes and, and things, he said, if anybody at all questions your eyesight, you shall tell them that it, Mr. I forget what his name was now. Uh, that you've been tested by Mr. Quonk, yes, who has passed you as fit. And if they don't believe you, you tell them that that uh, you, you are they are available to read. He wants you to ring first of all, because he said you've you've done a lot of work. Yeah. And he said we don't want to lose that work. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. He said, now, you go off and you tell every, every time you go and have, have a medical, you tell him that, that Mr. Frogil or some name like that has passed you as fit. And if they start to argue, that's it. Right. He was the most educated and learned man up in Auckland. He'd come from Germany, um, not straight from Germany, he'd been to, he was there in Germany, then he went to England or somewhere else, yep. and then he came out to New Zealand. And he was held in very high respect. And I never had another medical <laughs> Until I was discharged. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to put my glasses on. <laughs> you know, and and the, the pupils would look at me and I got glasses. And the, <laughs> and the blokes were flying up there, you know, who had gone through torture to pass their medicals. <laughs> I put my glasses on. <laughs> Well, I enjoyed that. That was really good. So, anyhow, he said, don't you? And you tell anybody who queries you that, that Mr. whatever his name is yeah. has passed you. And he said, and the best of luck and thank you. So I went, uh, I went back to Rotorua, picked up all my gear because they knew where I was going. Yep. And they had a final medical. So <laughs> there were people going to Canada, England, uh, some parts of America. It, it, they, they were all over. Yeah. 
were coming from there. We went to Rotorua and, and uh, I collected my gear, you see, and I had it piled up and then there was McElwain, McElwain, report to so-and-so. Hello, what am I being reported for? We haven't received any notification from Auckland. You say that you've passed. Well, I said, this man told me this. I said, and I'm not letting go. That was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So, uh, I then, um, I got leave then to go and do whatever I wanted to do. So I went and had my leave and I was to report uh, further down the line where they, round Palmerston North, where they had another training set up in there for um, more educational stuff. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and Morse code and all this sort of thing, you see. And uh, I tell you, it, it was a thorough education that we got. And people were coming tramp, 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 tramp in. And tramp, 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 tramp out all day long. Yeah. And you know, I say to them, to this day, what happened there, and they just don't believe it. I said, the swimming pool was there to see if you could hold your breath underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and the teachers, the, the, um, the, the medical for dentistry, they had a, a big circle and in it were people with, with um, uh, you know, dental seats. Yep, yep. And these dentists were all from all over, Palmerston North, Whanganui, around there. And they, they, they came uh, and they waited for these things, this, this a swinging sort of thing came round with somebody and they'd have a look and you you had no powers at all to stop them and they would give you medicals and boy were they tough they were they were rigorous so anyhow having having got this damn thing cracking uh, I passed all Rotorua, uh, and I can remember going out again, and I went to Wellington, where the where the airport is now. Yep. Um, was a mustering centre for the air force. Yep. At Rongatai. Yeah, I'd bring it Rongatai yeah. because it was a very steep then. Yeah. It was no thing and. Uh, we had um, engineering exercises there. 
you know, this they would it was lect lectures on what you're liable to meet. You'll meet uh, they were LACs and corporals and people uh, would give us demonstrations about what not to do and what to do and how you wish to get out of something, you do this, and if you do that, you do this, something else again. Yeah. It was all very interesting. Yeah. None of this boring stuff. So um, the glorious day came when uh, you, got, you got posted. And uh, I was posted to the Blenheim one uh, that was for basic drill and discipline. <laughs> I joined a, a pack of about three hundred. We marched on board a boat, yeah. <laughs> and we we were then well, without ceremony. We were carted across the the uh, the channel. And uh, we got out of Blenheim, and um, we were met by jeers. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. Ha ah, ha! Ah, here come the airmen. Oh, you'll be sorry. And you know, you you wonder what the hell was going on. So we went out. And from that moment onwards, we had to, we had boots on, and everything we did was at the trot. All right. No, 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 nothing fancy. We we'd pick a rifle up, and uh, and we'd give us a lecture, and we'd go trot, 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 trot with these heavy three o threes, you know. And they, from from those, uh, they gave us ammunition. And we we would stand up and fire, uh, as well as sit down and fire, yeah. or lie flat out on the ground. It was all good, meaty stuff because you got the recoil, and you 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 got the, the feel of the rifle. Tell it was a thorough training that we'd had. Was this at the Delta? No, no, no. Delta didn't exist. Oh, right. Okay. No, no, no. So is that no. a Woodburn itself? Woodburn. Oh, right. Okay. No, it's not Woodburn. No, what's the little one there? Oh, Omaka. Omaka. Oh, Omaka, right. Yeah, Omaka. Okay. Um, we had, there we had our final medicals. And they were easing on the medicals by this time. It was boring old stuff. Yeah. So we would have to, in the heat of the summer, as it was just coming on, we would have to march with these bloody rifles at, at the full trot. Then we had to get down on the ground, aim. You see? Yeah. No, that's all right. Get up again. Trot, 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 trot. And once what they we mastered how to fall on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> They had a rifle range there rigged up, so we were we we went trot 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 trot, obviously to make us tired, and and then right, 
you you're on on number four or number seven or whatever the things were yeah. and we'd we'd fire off i i think we only fired off i think we only fired off about five or six shots each obviously to see what happens you know uh and to, to give us the recoil so Everybody passed. Right. <laughs> so we got up again, and it trot, 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 trot. We went back to uh, the tents that, that we were in, and um, we had more aeronautics, that's right. Um, what makes a plane fly? And, why it does this and why it does that and, and um, we had never been in an aeroplane most of us there right so that was sort of leading on and uh, we absorbed everything and then uh, the drill had to be very good and my god I was one of the drill masters <laughs> <laughs> And we we put a bloody performance on in Blenheim one night. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. The, the giving a, um, you know, a full trot thing and uh, fold arms. Hold up arms. Do this. It was all done with, with, with music. Yep, yep. Oh, that was greeted with wild enthusiasm. I suppose they were waiting for somebody to shoot somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it, it was a lot of, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the food was good. Uh, we used to get great loads of fish from, from the channel. Yeah. And the, this was... Uh, I suppose there'd be, as I say, about eight or nine hundred in that in that lot. Okay. And they fed us, and we grew like pigs. Um, and then we had how to evacuate things and uh, uh, quick marches, um, and every every now and then. Uh, we'd have to lie flat on the ground, pretend that we were shooting something. It was, it was quite interesting. Well, my ed education <laughs> on the gentle sex was greatly enhanced down there. <laughs> the, the hut that I was in <laughs> had about I'm not exaggerating, it would have had about 18 blokes in it. Yep. You know, that's, that's a lot of people. It is, yeah. And uh, the, the, the poor blokes came out from the dental set uh, where the dentists went in and looked at them and then committed operations on the spot. The teeth that were to come out, with, with that one, that one, them, you know how they've got that jargon over there. Yep. Yep. And 
uh, I was unfortunate enough to to have one of these blokes in my uh, sort of a tent, and he was upstairs dripping blood oh. and crying, and he'd volunteered, and he was being treated like shit. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. So, anyhow, my mother had given me a, a piece of cloth about that big. She said, you never know when you need a, a, a bandage. That'll, that'll do. Well, that's what I wrapped round his jaws to stop the bleeding yeah. from coming on to me. I never found out what happened. I know the poor bugger came from Taranaki. But that was all. So, <clears throat> having done all that, uh, the food was good. We did rifle shooting. It was all very good. And there were Harvards going, meow, meow. <laughs> and then Kitty Hawks had come in. And, and uh, that, that was, it was quite interesting. And the National Airways lost a plane there. Oh, right. They were, they were taking off to the west, and it's quite steep there, all the, the hills. Yes, yeah. And it went out and around, and the, the blokes were, were too low for the turbulence, and, and, and it went down. We didn't see it go down, but they were killed. Yeah. You know, sheer negligence. You, you never hear of, of that. No, no. Nobody's, it's the first you've ever heard it of. It is, actually, yeah. And uh, it, 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 it Im imprinted my memory. Be very careful. Yep. Be very careful. Some, so, anyhow, I then had to put up with a series of uh, maths, English, uh, gunnery, you know, shooting, and then they got out the, that's the first time I saw the machine guns. Right, right. So, what were those ones called? They were, they were, they were, you could hold, stand up and fire the machine guns you could do that or you could lie flat on the ground there was there, there was a german name like a, a fleming or a belgium rifle or what they had a, a special name for them anyhow it was a machine gun right and we all had to do machine guns uh and then uh Grenades, and one one grenade bloke didn't. He was the instructor. He failed to let go, and it had gone, say, from here to you, about there. Off it went, and he was in a real mess. I'd gone to school with him at, in Wanganui Kalita. Right. 
and uh, he he, um, he he was a real mess. So that was all right, and then we did these very very fast machine guns. They gave us a really good thing. Yeah. We we knew exactly what was happening, and then right postings and postings and there were uh, most of them were going to Blenheim they, they were mostly around there but the gang that I was with was a small gang it might have been about uh, 30 to 35 people we were sent off by train to Blenheim. No, not Blenheim. Oh, no, further south. What is it? You go past Christchurch. Yep. And then you go down further. Oh, did you go to Tyree? Down in Dunedin. No, it was before Tyree. Oh, Ashburton. Ashburton. Ashburton yeah. Oi, oi. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I couldn't remember that name. So, anyhow, we're posted there, and the posting was fascinating. Yes. You'll be sorry. You'll be sorry. <laughs> ah, you'll be sorry. <laughs> Wait until you see the latrines. Well, we did. <laughs> Almost straight away, and what they done? They dug up, dug great, deep repeat, r r r ravines, really, uh, about twelve foot deep, and <laughs> on the top they had put thoughtfully <laughs> timbers, <laughs> and you sat on the timbers, and you shat or you peed. <laughs> According to your preference, you see. Well, <laughs> this is probably nothing like you came to see, no. So I'm sorry, but. It's <laughs> interesting. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so we, we, and we, were, we were told, oh, yeah, better hurry up because the fire will come. Well, in the, in the bottom of this bloody great pit, it will be from that height to the floor here. Uh, we we would be at, at at that at that height, straining <laughs> to get away from it all. Um, there was a flow of water coming through. Uh, you could see the uh, the taps, and they went, and it took all the poo and what have you went out that way. You see, and um, you had to wait your turn sometimes. <laughs> Come on, hurry up! <laughs> so it was interesting because some of the chaps could see what was happening, and they they rolled up some newspaper that they had, lit it without the others seeing it. <laughs> And it sat on the water flow that was going down and singed everybody's <laughs> mouth. 
schön düstig mal. <laughs> oh, hell. Oh, hip. We come out and we could hear the tiger moths going down the end of a, a long road. And that was the closest I had ever got to a tiger moth. Okay. Well, so <clears throat> next day <laughs> we've, we've been fed because they had a, a bit of a, a, a lunch set up there. And uh, we went down to the airfield. Now the airfield was on uh, the main road to Ashburton, yep. taking it from a side angle, and it was a bloody cocky's paddock. And let's say this was the paddock here. It had about uh, must have had about twenty tiger moths. And the tiger moths were staggered. This, this is a, a useful thing. Yep. Uh, here. We couldn't go there because that was the assembly. That was, this is clean. That was the assembly part, you see? Yep, yep. And um, we'd have to wait for our instructors. And the instructors were a lackluster bunch. They were bored tearless, absolutely bored stuff. It's a flat countryside, it was hot, and they had to sit with these bloody pupils and give them their first flight. And they were scared stiff, of course, because we had been warned that if you ballsed anything up, you were off. So, I got a chap who was a, a, a not a bright fellow. He was a he was a doer sort of bloke from Wellington. I got to know him later on. He was still as doer as ever, <laughs> and it appeared it was just they had a garage in in uh, Wellington, and he and his father fought a bit, and. He would take it out on us, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, we get that. Anyhow, here we are. We we get out, and I got into the tiger moth. And this bloke's prattling on. We'd had no more experience than that. And he'd prattle on, and he'd say, "Well, now look, we're going to go over here, and we're going to wait, and we'll I'll show you what's what." They, He'd switch off, and there were others there that had switched off too. You see, that was the routine. And we were told that the propeller did this, did that, did something else. And uh, we were impressed because I, I, I'd, I'd seen planes, but I'd never touched one. Yeah. So he, um, our particular bloke, as I say, was a doer sort of fellow. And we would take off, he said, in that direction. And you'll get instructions in the air. So he did, you know, he did his patter and what have you. And we came in and landed. How we did it, I don't know. I didn't touch it. <laughs> it must have been him. So 
Anyhow, I wasn't very quick on the uptake with this flying. I was a bit slower than my mates, because yeah. I had never seen an aeroplane really much. So it came the day that we were sort of let loose a bit where the instructor said, OK, now you are now given permission to land on any paddock that you fly over. And these are farmers, right. paddocks. And we could close the throttle and glide down as he'd shown us to. And he'd say, we'll, we'll do it on that paddock there. I can remember one glorious day when he said, McElwain, that's very clever, a silly bastard. <laughs> he said, my paddock was too little for you. You wanted a bloody great farm. <laughs> and I landed on somebody else's farm. It didn't matter. <laughs> I remember the criticism. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we went round, around, 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 and here and we'd go in there, and the, the wind had changed, and we'd do it there, yep. and we had to do uh, a lot of flying before they were the risk of the tiger moth. Yep. So uh, eventually we became quite efficient at, at doing doing this sort of thing, and. Um, I had an examination with a with a bloke who came a flying instructor I had never met before, and he asked me to do so and so so and so so and so, and I said yes, sir. Good, right? Oh, I'm time to take off. Here's the main road from Ashburton yep. to the sea, and we're down here somewhere, and he. he the, the bloke said, you just pick a paddock and land on it. And then I want to see you take off again. Simple, isn't it? Well, I didn't like that paddock. It was too small. I didn't like that one either. But there was a bloody great one here. <laughs> <laughs> so I landed on it, you see. And then uh, it was a, a long way back. So I'd lost my mates. So I... I came back and I landed down here and I circled round at, to him where he was stopped. He said, well, <clears throat> it wasn't really the, the size paddock that I wanted, but you remedied yourself. You got into a smaller one, he said, and you seem to know your way around. I'll pass you. <laughs> and that's how I got my my pass yep. into flying a, 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 a tiger moth. So I had a fear of ribbing from that, from <laughs> instructors and all sorts of things, you see. So uh, and the water ran and we, we sat on the, on the bloody heated water and oh, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And the food was good. Uh, and the the people were civil civilized people. We did our exercises there, and they started to weed people out. Yeah. Don't want you. Don't want you. 
They, they weren't, weren't very many, but they, 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 they were significant. That it, it, we snapped out of it. We could see what was happening, and we would talk amongst ourselves. And I'd come down with about twelve, uh, twelve or fourteen others, whom we'd been together pretty well all the time. Right. We got to know each other, and. We were asking each other, what the bloody hell are they doing? So, <laughs> one bloke <laughs> said, fear not, he said, I'll, I'll find out for you. <laughs> he was a bit of a, he was a bit of a ladies man. And he'd got himself a waff girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was the, the she was the instructor's Woff. Anything that happened out of there, anything that had to pass through her, her hands. <laughs> so she said, don't find me. I'll, I'll find out. <laughs> Handy. <laughs> and uh, so we, she, she came back to us all. Within a matter of days, and said, "Look," she said, "I'll get hung if I'm seen fiddling around." But she said, "You twelve have been selected from the time you went to Rotorua to be flying instructors." Ah, oh, right. She said, you're down here, and, and the, the blokes who thought I didn't see it, the, the, the blokes of, of the, my party, uh, we, we, were, we were absolutely rock. Yeah. Here, we, here we are, being told by, by the, 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 the girl that, uh, don't worry about flying around here, you'll pass. Yeah. Um, because it, the decision has been made as an experiment and they had found out that they reckoned that they could get people who would go from woe to go with a minimum of training because that would save time and all the rest of it. Yep. Oh my God, she did. It was right. Okay. We never had another check or examination or anything and if there was something being done we were put at the top of everything wow. uh, obviously we were of better quality than the the others right but they didn't twig to it but we twigged to it uh, and um, the interesting part was we got our wings a whole lot of us and most of us became instructors. Right, right. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, you know, a bloke would come on board when you're going out one day and said, look, I want you to do some, some uh, side slipping. And, and uh, with a minimum of, of uh, command, 
It's just like one bloke to another. Can you, can you, have you ever done this? So and so? Well, give it a go. And it was this give it a go thing that, that, that was the key to the whole thing. Right. Because it followed your record all the way through. And, and this was all in my record. And that, that was it. Right. So the, the, the message said that, that these blokes are to be retained in New Zealand as uh, uh, basic, you know, flying instructors. Uh, they must, must not be posted unless so and so, so and so, so and so. So that's how I got on to, <laughs> from a tiger moth, <laughs> I went out to a bloody snorting great <laughs> twin engine thing. Oh, right, onto the Oxford. Onto the Oxfords, oh, okay. you see. And I liked the Oxfords. People said, oh, they're slow and they're ponderous and all that sort of thing. Bloody hell, they're safe and it's warm <laughs> and you can get other people to do the flying. And because uh, we, 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 the gang that I was with, we, you know, we, we swapped notes. Yep. Uh, and uh, if we had any problems, we would, we would, help ourselves first and then tell our instructors next and then the the um, uh, our the supervisors uh, would pick up that we'd done this sort of thing and you'd be amazed how it accelerated it, it accelerated the, the training we got preference it was very good. Interesting, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So at this stage on the Oxfords, you must have been at Wigram, where? Uh, yes, I was at Wigram. Yeah, you moved up to Wigram from Ashburton. And, and the, the, the instructor called me Laddie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a, a, an older man. And uh, he... he he and the others, all, all, incidentally, all our group passed everything. Why? Okay. Yeah, always. That's they, pretty they, good. They picked all the way through. Yeah. From Rotorua. Amazing, and, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That, that is actually really amazing because most courses had a couple drop out. And, and, that's, that's right. And often they had one or two killed as well. So. Yeah, well, we see, we were picked. They, they, they picked us. Yeah. We must have shown some attribute that, that, that uh, w would make a successful pilot. Yeah. I had never, when I got into the Tiger Moth, I had never touched an aeroplane. Yeah. I knew nothing about aeroplanes. Nothing. But this is what happened. Yeah. So... The whole lot of us, they, we we kept together after the war too. Yeah. And uh, you'd pop and see old Bill and Charlie and Smith and what have you. And they were they all finished up 
as instructors. There were no dismissals. Interesting, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. And the reason was that we were exceptionals. I didn't know what an exceptional was. But an exceptional pilot uh, was an exceptional pilot. I'm telling you this because there's nobody else here. Uh, otherwise, people would say, oh, you're scutting. Yeah. You know. So. Um, but, uh, but I know what you mean because at the end of every phase, you, you had that assessment, didn't That's you? That's right. And, and you, you see it in every logbook. There's, That's right. You're an average pilot or you're a very yeah. good pilot. And very occasionally you do see that exceptional, yeah. which is what you're talking about. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, we we just we, we were just a, a heap of exceptionals, yeah. and uh, none of us got into trouble. Um, we 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 all were kept for a long time. One bloke who'd been in the permanent air force before he enlisted into flying, he was an engineer engineering apprentice or something. Uh, he finished up in the islands somewhere with a flying boat uh, and one or two others, again, with inst instructing. Uh, I, I can't recall many others. We sort of divided up then, although we, we still knew each other. Right. Anyhow, that, that was... That was <laughs> How we became instructors. Yeah. Now, now, laddie, says this old instructor, uh, I think uh, we, we, we had better practice the practicalities of this sort of thing. And uh, he was the pupil and I was the instructor and, and uh, at where it went and he'd, he'd explain he called, called you laddie. It used to irritate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he, would, he was very thorough. Um, can you tell me about the actual instructor course? What was that like? Uh, it, it was very thorough. Now, was um, that done at Tauranga? Yes. Yep. It, it was a very thorough. It was inclined. It was inclined to a smell of just like beer, because the drunken bastards were drinking themselves to death. Oh right! Very interesting. This. By this time, uh, I could fly. I, I was in Oxford. So I was sent up to be an instructor in Oxford. And I had enjoyed the Oxfords. They, they were quite a nice plane. Yep. They were responsive and they were, you know, they went, <laughs> you, you could sort of do, do something and accomplish something. So, um, I had an instructor who, <laughs> I'll forget his name in a minute, he came from Whanganui, as I did, and his father was a jeweller down there. And this 
bloke, this instructor, was getting bored out of his mind. And by the time I got to here, to there, he was in the booze every night. In fact, why wait until night time? Let's do it now. <laughs> right. I used to get as pissed as a fart. Really? Yeah. And it, it would come through the speaking tube. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That was one experience. Right. Another experience was they had a kitty hawk there. Oh, okay. And it was that that was to be used by the most favoured, uh, j just as an experience of flying a a, a high pressure plane. Yep. But one dozy bloody instructor one day took it up and ran out of fuel <laughs> and finished up in the harbour. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Finished up in the harbour by, I think there's a cemetery just to the north of, of the Tauranga. And then it was in there. And he was sitting in the water. <laughs> he got away with it too. He got away with it. Somebody <laughs> said on board, well, if he starts talking, God knows what'll happen. <laughs> They'd been too long, you see. Yep. They had a little club going. Uh, th that was a particularly good training session. You, uh, the, the fumes that came through the speaking tubes, I'm not kidding you, were, were incredible. Yeah. And these, anyhow, they were good instructors. And we had all been selected as instructors, so there was no arguing at all. Yeah. It was the, the quality of the thing. So we had to go and fly at uh, low level, right over the harbour. Right. Yep, the inner harbour. <coughs> and then you were taught what to be careful about you get that wing in there, you're going to go. Yeah. They, they impressed it on you. You knew it would happen. We knew before we started, but they impressed it. And um, then they would uh, say, "Now you've been, you've been obstructed. You can't get back to to base, uh, and you know that you've got to." you know, a, a mount there to, how are you going to avoid it? You see, well, we go on back on reciprocal. Yeah, yes, clever, gotcha. And it was this sort of thing. And then they would say, now, uh, I'm a, I'm a new, ins new pupil, pupil. Uh, I've got a few clues but I'm, I'm rough. And they would fly roughly, you, you know. You, you, yeah. And we had to, without frightening them, without being smart aleck or anything at all, we had to bring them round and uh, that was that. Yep, yep. Occasionally we had to take up 
some, some strangers who didn't explain what they were doing, but we knew bloody well what they were doing. They were giving us the once-over. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> I had a particularly arrogant pig of a man <laughs> who was my instructor. And another chap and I, there were two, they would select two people yeah. for, for these Oxfords. So I'm in the one, and this bloke who'd been a butcher over in the Bay of Plenty was the other one. Um, we were told to, to give a flight instructions and what we were doing, and this bloke would check as to what we were doing, and, and we would change seats in midair because you could do that, you see. Yep. And um, it, it was it was quite good. Um, you know, you, there would be turbulence, and uh, they would explain why you don't go into into turbulence at high speed. The bloody thing will fall to bits. Yep. And that sort of thing right. came on. It was, it was very, very thorough. Yeah. But one instructor had a girlfriend in New Plymouth and he wanted to say hello. <laughs> and he wanted to get him <laughs> an aeroplane to take him down. So he had two likely lads who would fit the job exactly. Now this bloke was an arrogant shit. In capitals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a superior being, old boy. And, you know, do, do so and so. Well, anyhow, would we like to go? Uh, well, we had to go and do, and do uh, low level flying. Re really low level flying right on the water out there. Nobody ever went in. Okay. But it, it was right on the water. I can, I can vouch for it. <laughs> and uh, this chap, this, this butcher fellow who was my flying partner, um, he said, well, you, do you want us to take, take take you to, to see your girlfriend over there. Yep. Oh, well, he said, that'll be fair enough. I said, yeah, I, I think it's fine. It'll give us a chance to do our swatting up. Because I said, uh, I can go on the little lake there and we'll, we can do our lectures on the lakes, which we used to do. Right. So, we headed off towards the south from the airfield <laughs> and this smart ass instructor's instructor <laughs> has got my mate in the front seat here. <laughs> he is. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's over there or there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he's at about uh, 60 feet up. Yeah. And he goes, doing! <laughs> and he, he, he cuts the engines. <laughs> and says, what are you going to do now, Brown, or whatever the other chap's name was? Thank God it wasn't me. Anyhow, well, it's great. Yeah, cut it down. The other bloke, my flying partner, showed commendable guts. He said, what am I going to do now? <laughs> he cut the other, <laughs> he cut, he cut the other one. <laughs> and we've got no power. <laughs> so there's, there's a dive from the smart ass instructor. <laughs> We're now down to about 30 feet. And he couldn't get the switches on because the, the, the propellers have still got enough power. Yeah. There was a stony silence all the way to New Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, it was a scream. <laughs> oh, absolute scream. That's <laughs> when we got, you know, I said to this bloke, don't worry, <laughs> we've passed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the things we say. <laughs> Anyhow, it was true, we all passed. But you've got to think quickly. <laughs> and what we used to do, we we used to we were down there for oh, two or three days, and we had a, the use of a dinghy, and we'd go on the lake that was by go at the bottom of the mountain. I had a lake there, yep. and we used to the two of us would practice patter. And this sort of thing. Yep. And I'm sure that it helped us. I'm I'm sure of it. Yep. Um, I'm sure of it by the different attitude of our other instructors to to our flying ability. I'm sure of it. Yep. Uh, Look, I wouldn't tell a crowd this, I'm only telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyhow. <laughs> ah, it was hilarious. So, just at that time, when we got back, here was this smart-ass bloke had gone plop in the back, in the back there. And that ruined a perfectly good, good fighter plane. No damage. No, no argument at all. To, he didn't get any, you know, yeah. nothing. nothing. Oh, so this was the same guy that was in the. No, no, no this was an, oh, another one. Another one. Uh, yeah. yeah. So um, anyhow, that was the story, and that's how I entered the, the glorious range of flying instructing, <laughs> which I liked very much. It, it was most interesting. Uh, we would go up into the, the cloud structure in there is very, very uh, tall. What do they call them? Not beefy mellows. Uh, 
big, huge ones, and we used to go and cut them off, and um, we became uh, very good at, at flying uh, in dark conditions and in wet conditions. It was, it was very good. So Ready? that was it. Where were you posted um, to from Tauranga to become an instructor? Where, where were you? Wigram. You, you went back to Wigram? Okay. Yep. And so you spent the rest of your instructing period there? Everything in Wigram. Okay. Yeah, I, in fact, when the war was over, I was at Wigram. Right. And I thought, now, I'm not going back to a bank. And I'm, I'm certainly going to do some flying. So uh, I volunteered, didn't I? And um, I did that for, oh, at least a year. Okay. People wanted to go up to to Wellington or Palmerston North or somewhere like that. The interesting part was it entailed a lot of flying up to Wellington, and uh, the Wellington Aero Club, as it was known, was non-existent. And it had big steel gates, and uh, you could virtually get away with murder. Yeah. Uh, so we did. But one day while we were there, <laughs> I didn't see it happen. But a plane had been assembled with its controls crossed. Ooh. Well, it's controls crossed. And the poor bastard had, they're, they're all experienced pilots. Mm. Went down the road <laughs> and it was sort of stuck. So he bounced it <laughs> and he suddenly realized what happened. Holy hell. You know. He could have killed him. Yeah. So, anyhow, that was it. But, um, so that's what happened, uh, you know, that is, uh, apart from ordinary flying. Uh, I, I saw somebody in the, in, in the uh, Alps, uh, in an Oxford, buried up to the top with snow. Right. He was skiting to his mate how close he could get to the snow and you don't do that. And he never flew another aeroplane, did he? Naughty boy. How did how did he get out? Did he have to walk out? Well it was snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh they they got him out. You know. yeah. But um Altogether, it was, it was very. I had a very interesting life. Yep. It's done me in good stead ever since. Well, was the Oxford um, very aerobatic? Could you do much with it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when we were 
shipping them back up to Blenheim for storage, <laughs> we gallant instructors <laughs> were slow rolling them, barrel rolling them, doing, 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 what, are, what do they call those? Stall turn. A, a stall, yes. a stall what? Stall turn. Stall turn, yeah. yeah, doing all those sorts of things, <laughs> and uh, not one of them gave any trouble. They were built like battleships, right? Yeah, quite so interesting. And yeah. and as for leaving um, marks on the a calm sea, they would do that. Hmm. Yeah, because they're going to be wrecked, aren't they? Well, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me about how you got into the top dressing. How, how do I get into top dressing? Uh, oh, I, I, I said to a black one, hey, look, uh, I, I think I'll go up and I'll go back home for a while and I'll see what's offering around the place. When the rush is on, you're wasting your time. Yep. So that's what happened. So I went there and somebody said, um, Ah, after a while, I, it, it, it wasn't immediate. He said, um, would you like a job driving a car? And I said, yep. Hmm. But he said, come with me. So I went to, to a firm called Burley New Zealand Limited. Right, they made the... Uh Underwear and there, and jackets. There, yes. and, yep. I was uh, driving up and down the countryside, and believe it or not, the the long roads had no tra traffic on them. Right, right. Amazing. They're, they're chocker now. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'd go to Gisborne and not pass a car. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> And gradually I realised that, that it, it was a bit of a beer swill, a whiskey smell or rum or anything at all. But I also realised that these people were living a fool's paradise. And it, it, it can't last. So... I thought, ah, oh, well, I'll give this away. So I, I retired. Uh, the blokes in Burley were astounded at what it did. This is this is the, 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 the you know the what is it feathered something or anyhow it doesn't matter. So I went out and. Um, I had been keeping in touch with Guy Robertson because he, he and you know, from our, our days. Yeah, from Wigram. And uh, I went to see him one day, and th there were about uh, all three or four people there that he'd hired, and I knew them. They were all good pilots, yeah. and. Uh, I said to Guy, um, 
what, what do you do with these blokes? Guy never asked me. I said, um, you know, can I ask what you pay them? Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Double bloody hell. Wow. Yes. And uh, how do you select them? What do you do? And uh, there were some blokes there that had been pilots, uh, um, fighter pilots. I said, that's a different breed to our old thing. Oh, but he said, remember, I've been a squadron leader. And he said, uh, I, I understand what you say. Well, I said, I want to live. I don't want to die in a, in a wreck on the side of the road. So um, I, I went away and thought about it. Uh, he said, well, there's the, op the office there. So I went and spoke to some other, at, at some other place, uh, ah, new era work. Oh, right, yep. Yeah. It started up and it was doing, I knew the people who ran it. Yep. And they were good people. And, uh, I mean, Guy had given me carte blanche. I could please myself. He was in no hurry. But he was going to make appointments. So I I went to one of these chaps and they were Wanganui Arawak. And I knew the Wanganui Arawak blokes completely from top to bottom. Yep. Um, they were a bit rough. Not entirely safe, but I could, I could get along with them. Yeah. And so they said, right, oh, well, you do King Country. I said, well, that'll do all right. So I wasn't conflicting with guys, blokes. Yes. And uh, the first thing I, one of the first jobs I had to do was that? Oh right. So whereabouts is that? That's south of Tamanui. Okay. Now that the 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 the, the paddocks were true. The the top dressing came in later when I I was flying off there, and I thought, bloody hell, you've only got to have a cough on this engine and you're going to be in. Yeah. So. Um, so I I went back and I looked at where we were going to take off. Here was the road up to the house that's at the bottom there. Yep. To get to there before we built the, this, you, the aeroplane had to go in, out, over and up a slope. Couldn't see anything. Wow. It, it was just a, 
a homemade, but well, it was it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So I then from from that place, I went to others around the area there, and they were those roughest guts. Wangani era work hadn't matured. They, they they didn't know what they were doing, right? And uh, they were having accidents. Uh, they had two blokes killed one night. Just, wow! Yeah. Flew into they they flew into something north of Wanganui, north 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 e east from there. Doesn't matter. So I I looked at this. Uh, the slope, and I, I, the the chap who owned, where was he? That chap, the, the chap who owned it down the valley. He's, he's just at the bottom. Was a very approachable bloke, yeah. and he had been uh, a fighter pilot. Oh right, and he knew what was what. And I said, you know, you've got a perfect area up here that, that could be made into a nice top dressing airstrip. And that was it. Okay. And that that was a notable one. Everybody stood up then and took notice and said, my God. Uh, I mean, that's a beautiful airstrip. So what's the strip called? What's that place called? What's the place called? Uh, South of Tikawiti. Um I can't tell you his name. I can't tell you anything other than it's it's down the Wanganui River is in in here going down there. And this bloke had two farms, that one there, and one in Taumanui itself. He, he had quite a bit of money. Yep. And when I first came to see him, I said, you know, you've got a, a perfectly good airstrip next to your house. Where? And I said, there. And he, he was a fighter pilot. He, he could see it. Yeah, see? yeah, yeah. So uh, we did that. And from there, we built up a bloody good I enjoyed this one too. Bloody good trot round Talmanui. Okay, so you use you, you use the strip as a base to work from to go. No, no, no. I used to live at that hotel. Oh, okay, yep. yeah. Yeah, but uh, but his the farmer. I I, I built the the, the uh, I got a bloke to build the, the thing. Yep. Uh, I told him what I wanted, and I supervised it. And I, I must have done about oh, 30 of those. Um, anywhere from from below Taumanui to alongside Taumanui into Maori land. Um, incidentally, the quality of Maori down there, these, these blacks, at Talmanui were gentlemen. 
They were really gentlemen. And um, there's a lake there, a small lake, where they fish from. And they even got me there fishing one day. Um, but I'm, I'm, I built a lot of airstrips down there. I'd say, I'll take the airstrips out for you. I'll get a contractor to come and have a look. In fact, I'll get two contractors to have a look to get the competition going. And I think that you should be then getting 75 dollars will buy you so much. I forget the feelings. There we are, we're there. We, we just sort of stop like that and have yep. a talk and yep. meet over there. And I'd say, look, you see that knob up there? If we, instead of having it down here, if we started at the knob, it's downhill all the way. Yep. We can go faster, we can come back earlier. Right. And that's going to save you money. Good. That's the story. Exactly. And luckily my partner there, that's Bob Gummer. Oh, you heard, yeah. You've heard of Bob? I have. I have heard of him. Yeah. Bob was a particularly good pilot. He was uh, aggressive to an aeroplane. He would... He was chasing women at that time, but he was a hell of a nice bloke. But he would, he would work like nobody's business. Money, 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 money. Yep. The middle bloke there uh, was our driver. Okay, yep. Ron, oh, I think it was his surname shortly. And he drove for both of us. You know, we, we'd, we'd go off, there would be three of us. And he'd hop into the hopper, and or he'd take the dryer, the truck around, and we we set up fantastic times. Um, I haven't haven't got it here now. But the 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 hourly passage, we would get. I know we got. 31 days aerial top dressing out of 31 days. Well, that's good. Of course it was good. That's bloody amazing. It, yeah, amazing. Yeah. And I've, I've got the record at home where we would, we would, we would go out um, in the dark. Sometimes we would land in the dark because we knew the country. Yeah. And we would... We would fly, we had ordered the fuel in, in, in advance, and we, we would run a shift thing. Land, take off. Land, and take off. Yep. Um, so there's always one in the air? Yeah, oh, well, yes, but we've, we've got, I've got one here. No, we have forgot it. Well, we would land one like that, one on top of the other, yep. and we got we got phenomenal tonnages. Um, I mean, Guy Robertson, he 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 was, he was staggered himself that, okay. that we could produce such a. I mean, thirty-two days out of thirty-two days. 
32 were being recorded. Yeah. You, you made money. I bet. Um, and the countryside boomed. Everything was fine. Um, what else was there? So, so you were really opening up this whole area to top dressing, weren't you? That no one had done it before in that area. That's right. So Guy had done it. Yeah. Guy had started it. Yeah. Well, a bloke in Auckland started it, first of all, and he crashed the first time he had demonstrated it. And he, <clears throat> he didn't hurt himself. But Guy had built that tractor over there, you know. Yep. And um, he'd got Henneker in the middle, Ron Henneker, as a, as a driver, because Ron was a pupil, a pupil of his, and he knew the quality of the man. Okay. And, uh, and then Gummer came along. He'd left the Air Force by this time, and he'd been a fighter pilot up in the Pacific. Yep. And then Doug comes along, and Doug had been flying with Guy at, at Wigram. Oh, right. So we, we were in a nice partnership. Yeah, yeah. And when you can see what happens, uh, it, it, we, we never had accidents. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're flying at night and stuff. I mean, it must have been reasonably dangerous. Where? Flying into those farm strips at night, wouldn't it? We never flew into them at night time. Oh, okay. No, we would we would leave in here in the dark. But it'd be getting lighter as you. Not much lighter. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not line no. pulling for you. No, no. Um, I think you've gathered that already. This is Dinkum. Yeah, absolutely. And. <laughs> Oh, the next thing that happens was um, we we reckoned that, that these planes, we used to have conferences like this. Yep. And this, this, this bloke was, um, oh, that's me, but uh, there's the engineer, yep. Guy Robertson, and this bloke, I'll think of his name in a minute. This chap was such a good pilot that when the jet came out, the first jet, he was given the job to fly it. Oh, right. That'd be Bob McCoy, is it? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Right. No. Uh, the poor man's dead now. Yeah. But he, uh, it'll come to me. He was a bloody perfect pilot. A perfect pilot. Okay. He was an instructor from way back. The, th the three of us, it's, uh, there's the engineering back, but those three of us, uh, I don't think you could have got better. I'm not skiting, I'm yeah. just telling you. I, I don't think you could have got better. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was it. He was the bloke that flew round New Zealand with the jet. They went all round New Plymouth and Whanganui and round there. Yep. And he had a command uh, 
a command, what do they call it? Command control. In other words, he, if he wanted it, he got it. Right, right. Oh, he was good. The poor bugger eventually finished up dribbling. Dribbling. He, he, he worked himself to death and he was, he, he, he was buggered. Yeah. And that was years later. But um, it was bloody interesting, I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. I count myself as being extremely fortunate. One to have, to have survived. <laughs> True. Etc. 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 But we had a superlative gang of people, and the reason for it was the fact that Guy Robertson would give you, if he had confidence in you, he'd give you a free hand. Yeah. And you could do what you like. Um, I saw him sack a person once, but he chose very carefully, and he made a huge amount of money. He died about um, a year ago, a year ago to 18 months ago. He must have been about um, 90. I think he's 96 when he died. 90, yeah, around about that. Yeah. The Blake Bob Gummer on the right with the glasses on, yeah. he was a good chap. He was the, and I was in the Tiger Moth at Cambridge in the valley and Bob was flying alongside me, or I was flying alongside him. And there were a couple of gum trees, or pine trees there, that had been thinned out. Uh, and the farmer, who didn't want to spend very much money, because he had enough money as it was, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I hear, a a cry from Ron Henniker in the middle. He's gone in! <laughs> what do you mean? I, t I switched off. He said, he's, he's gone in, I've, he's cut the switch. And here was Bob Gummer with his plane, I can't tell you which plane it was, he got the top, there's, there's, there's a tree like that. Yeah. He'd come down, you know, and you normally go, then, and he came from this direction, and the strip went that way. Good strip. But it had these bloody pine trees that had been thinned out. Yeah. I swear he never saw it. And he went, he went, Gunk up here, and then went zong, zong, zonk. Round right around the tree, tree. Yep. Wow. 
and uh, and stepped out with a cut there, a little cut there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he, he's he's a, a character. He did that to me one day, showing off. When I first joined them, he he was a real show off. He um, he was coming up a, a valley towards the airstrip and the the, the hay barn that was the ba the base. And we used to come up and come up like that, and he misjudged, <laughs> and he 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 went. Zonk, bounce, got over the top and out the other side, which was a useful exercise. <laughs> he, got, he didn't have any trouble. So that's 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 the story. So that, uh, where was um, whereabouts in Cambridge was that where he went in around the tree? Um, The, the farmer had, oh, it, in, the, in a valley, mentioned the valley there. Uh, was it Scotsman's Valley? I think it was. Yeah, I think that's probably most likely Scotsman's Valley. It's the Scotsman's Valley ran right along and linked up eventually to Flatland over here. Yeah, into Fincourt. That's yep, right, into that's, Fincourt. Yep, that's, that's the one. It. So that was there. Right there. Right. Okay. Interesting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I, I I like doing interesting things. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I have an inquiring mind. You have too. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me about the the tiger moths? Yep. Um, when they had the hopper fall. Yep. Uh, did they handle much differently from the standard train of air force no, tiger moths? They were in the they were in the middle of of. Uh, of what do you call them? Center, uh, center of gravity. Center of gravity. Yeah. So, so it still flew much the same. It still flew. It was a, a little slower, but once you got a, a moth off the ground, you could do anything. You you could go out of here, or here we are, like, and and, and then you you, you you could do anything you like. Yep. Anything, anything you like. And when you drop the load, because it's in the centre of gravity, did it not make much difference? That's right. You didn't have to re-trim around. That's exactly right. Right, okay. And that you 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 could see an experienced bloke or not. They they the experienced blokes knew exactly what to do. I mean you drop thousands of of bags of fertilizer, each bloke. So you knew what was going to happen. But um, it was it was very interesting. Did you go on to the Fletchers? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That, was that quite a big step up? Oh. Yes. <laughs> it, it didn't worry me. I I enjoyed Fletchers, but uh, a tiger moth. A tiger moth was my machine. They they had spirit. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you can understand. Oh, definitely. They're a very special aircraft, aren't yes, they? Yes, yeah. very. But um, for incidents, oh, I'd had a few punctures on the on the the bigger planes, 
and you land flat tires, um, but um, nothing ever serious where you hit somebody for the very simple reason that when you are aerial top dressing as we knew uh, Guy and Bob, Bob Gummer uh, and myself we knew without even being told uh, that uh, to expect trouble if they did so and so. So uh, he would say we, we would we would go down a, a hill a little hillock like that. When you went down there, you 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 didn't sort of cross all this sort of thing. You just went through. right, and you and you you get it smooth. Actually, it's a, it's probably a lost art already, but it was. Interesting. It was exciting. Uh, I used to like l landing in front of Maoris coming up long airstrips. They're looking at airstrips. They're probably eating something, and you'd land in front of them on the airstrip. <laughs> They would never persist. They went round and went back the way they'd come, babbling away. But that was it, you know. You 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 had perfect control. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think I've got it now. No. But it's interesting. Mm, very much so. Mm. Very much so. Well, that's I I can't help you anymore. No, that's that's good. Thank you very much indeed. It's been a fascinating. Morning, actually, it's been great. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, well it, I, and I'll tell you what, it's all true. Yeah, absolutely. And somebody will say, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, well, thank you very much for that. I really appreciate well, it. Well, that's right. Well, thank you very much, too. Yeah. That was the Wings Over New Zealand show with Dave Hope.